This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that, like the Pac-12, has also decided not to expand. Look, we've realized that, just like them, it is what it is. We're not getting any better. We're washed. Sometimes you win in life. Sometimes you're in a conference with Washington State. We're here. We're moving forward, especially on a slate like Week Zero, one of the worst college football slates maybe in history. Um, but we're here covering it game for game. Um, I, I guess when wading through uh, this pile of shit that is this slate, Rayman, what is the one game that, that maybe is, is a shiny pearl for you? There's a clear one game that's the marquee matchup of the weekend. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's Nebraska on the road against Illinois in a revenge game and sort of an early must-win for Scott Frost, given what's going on in the program there. Yeah, if you have a must-win against Illinois, it must mean you're a team that's worthwhile and really good game to watch. Uh, and on the <laughs> other end of the podcast, we got uh, Capper. What's your favorite game? on this just abomination of a slate. Well, first off, that was the second best it it is what it is of the week. Second only to Kirk Cousins. It is what it is about the (laughs) presentation about vaccines from a doctor. Um, (laughs) My favorite game of the weekend, the one I'm looking forward to most, is Hawaii versus uh, UCLA. That that is what it is. That is what it is. Fuck you, college football. Fuck you for these games, but I love you. Thank you for being back. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch- BYBW. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is BYBW. Uh, follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. Uh, also, you can maybe get us on Twitch, twitch.tv at BYBW if you uh, play your cards right, guys. Um, we're here for week zero, uh, a truly uh, just, just putrid slate my i keep i know i keep harping on this but i'm like it is such a tease for college football to be back and for every single game to be like just you couldn't you couldn't ask for you couldn't ask for less and they somehow gave you less uh, but let's just start with let, i guess we can start with two also rands from what is technically a conference and that's nebraska and illinois nebraska uh huskers are i think it shifted to 6.5 you said right man yeah, it's at 6.5. It opened at 9.5. Everyone's on Illinois, public and sharp. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, yeah, Cap- how can you not be? Kaffer, Kaffer's on Illinois, and I am too. So I'll let you start, Rayman. You be on your, I want to hear your case for Nebraska in this spot, besides being a homer for a hapless program that's never going to be relevant again. Okay, first of all, I, I will never take homerism into my picks, especially now I guess it could be an exception in week zero because these don't count to our official college football slates. But I do take my preseason seriously. I want to get my body right. I want to get my mind right. And I want to get these picks right for all the listeners and myself. I think Nebraska is the better team. They're 32 in S&P plus coming into the season. Illinois is way below in 81. 
Uh, obviously, everyone's on Illinois, but because the public's also on them, that doesn't scare me too much. Now, the reason why I like it, because I think the biggest mismatch on the field is going to be Nebraska's defense, which was pretty competent in the second half of last season against Illinois' offense. I expect the Brett Bielema transfer transition into a run-only offense to take a bit of time. And Nebraska's actually got some pretty good people on the defensive line and the linebacking core, which should be able to stop that. The offense should be bad. Should be slow, uh, but the reason why they lost to Illinois last year was because Luke McCaffrey was terrible, and that's why he had to leave the program. Wandale Robinson's going to be a loss transfer that's to Kentucky, but yeah, that is actually why he left because he lost his starting role again to Adrian Martinez, an eighth-year senior who actually has another year of eligibility next year, so he can get nine years at Nebraska. It's kind of amazing. I mean. Can I just say something about this, which is that this game was supposed to take place in Ireland. That's why it's taking place in Week 0 uh, stateside. And can you imagine a worse matchup to grow the <laughs> to sport of football in... overseas than these two? Than it's these like, two fucking, yeah. It, it's uh, a borderline war crime if we would have sent these two teams to Ireland. In a, in a country that <laughs> understands war crimes. Ireland yeah. is a rugby country. Uh, a yeah. Brian O'Driscoll country. Like, honestly, I'd recommend looking up Brian O'Driscoll rugby highlights instead of watching this game. I do think you should bet on it, and I do think you should take Illinois. And here's why I think so. I think Nebraska and everyone around Nebraska knows that this is a lame duck year. This this is fucking done. The AD has already not expressed confidence in Scott Frost. I get make or break, but it's but just like no they, they lost last season. But why is they lost last season? Last season was a weird COVID year. Doesn't count. Yeah, nothing. Well, that's it's a fair point that I I don't think there's a vote of no confidence from Scott Frost. They are concerned by the consultants and analysts that Nebraska hired. Dude, they threw him under the bus. Yeah, because they had to throw someone under the bus. But like, it's hot seat. It's not over. I know it's hot seat. I know Rain Man pointed out the biggest on-field mismatch. The biggest off-field mismatch is the two head coaches in this game, Brett Bielema, who has proven he can dominate the Big Ten, and Scott Frost, who has never won anything except at a Mickey Mouse school. Yeah, but does Illinois have the players <laughs> to implement the, a run-only offense right now against Nebraska? There is a talent. They there might, is a talent They might not, but recruiting. like, there is does a talent Does Nebraska? Mismatch. They've had so many people. Tra- they've had so many people transfer out. Not man. on the defense. They're, they're ha- Their they're defense is basically so returning back 100. percent their offense um, is going to be a little Biel- okay. Biel- and, and, how, and they put 41 up on these fucking people last year on the road in their house. So yeah, Illinois did go wire to wire after a special teams touchdown and a Luke McCaffrey lateral that went straight to Illinois and into the end zone. And then they just were never to get right after that terrible start. So I'm actually willing to throw that game out. I mean, you have to. Also, um, Illinois' leading receiver, I guess it's their best out. offensive player, Marquez Beeson, is out. Uh, their field goal kicker is one of the worst field goal kickers in the history of college football, hitting only 60% of his field goals. And with oh, a run like for, with a run first, non-explosive play offense that Brett Bielma, we know is going to bring to this game, those field goals misses could matter. So I think at six and a half, I got to like it all the way up to nine. Like I, I liked it when it opened at nine and a half. Yeah, but but Vegas won't let you have that because they know it's ridiculous because these two teams are not seven point different that's it that's all there is to it that's why they keep dropping it what's the total in this game it's not enough i do uh, like the under like we should 
we should look that up because especially these are two like heavy heavy run teams i i guess one of the things to just sort of further punctuate scott frost in this spot so what do you think mike riley's record through three years at nebraska was i'll tell i'll let you both take a guess what do you think like percentage wise better than scott frost he was 19 uh, and 19 500. through three seasons. Scott Frost is 12, 12 and 20. Ooh, uh, he, I don't think it can be expressed. To, I don't think it can be expressed enough that like this is a bad football team okay. and they're going to lose a lot so of games. Scott Frost, and, I, what, and, and taking them, year, giving, right? po- giving, giving points on the road to start Giving the year. points on the road in this spot is malfeasance. It's malfeasance. Um, it's crazy. One thing. One thing that hasn't been brought up, we all know Bielema likes to pound the rock, and he has just one of the one of the most experienced offensive lines in college football this year. They lost one player, but it's just like a bunch of guys yeah, but on their the, but, fifth but year. But they have an experienced of offensive line, but the and offensive they have a line great, was trash. Well, sure, but like you can't you can't so discount experience in week zero of the season, and they have a great running back in Chase Brown, <laughs> and he's got the quarterback <laughs> yeah. who can lead this team. Like if on they're offense, not good, they're not good. That's the stupidest argument. They're good enough to beat Nebraska. How can you? I would rather have some How can you say they're not good? They're not good on one side. Uh, For you're you're backing a team that lost to this not good team last year. Yeah, fucking crazy. And there were reasons why you can explain that loss. You look at the metrics. You look at the numbers. S and P plus says Nebraska is a much better team. I would not just view that one game, which was a statistical oddity for this team, as proof that's going to happen again. Capper, if your aunt had nuts, who would she be? She'd be my uncle. Yes, um, she would. And, yes, she <laughs> And she'd still be able to possibly play quarterback and beat Nebraska. <laughs> Look, I'll just say this. Four years, this is Scott Frost's fourth year. The first year is year, year zero. It's a pass. The s- second year, year one was disappointing. Third year, COVID year when, doesn't count. We need to see progress this year end? for Nebraska. Otherwise, then yes, he can be on the hot seat but right now i i do think sound, he still has a bit of leash left you sound like you sound like a nebraska fan of uh, that former glorious program has been so thoroughly cucked by this you're taught you're defending a 12 and 20 coach it's incredible there is not a coach not named in his defense i don't think there's a coach not named matt campbell that could resurrect nebraska's current fucking program <laughs> I don't. I don't think Matt Campbell would go to Nebraska. There's no coach I don't that they would hire either. that has more I think he's the only Scott person Frost. who could. I think he could potentially fix <laughs> Nebraska him, but he's needs not to going make there. Scott Frost work. Yeah, he's not going. Matt Campbell could make it happen. Uh, but yeah, it's off the table. <laughs> Bielma has proven he can win in the Big Ten. This is like a Shiano situation to me. Shiano has proven he can win at Rutgers when nobody else could. All Bielma right. can win in the Big Ten. He'll win this game. All right. Well, we'll 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 make a wager. We'll make a wager on this. Cut the big out and uh, go to town on Saturday. It totals fifty four uh, and a half. Under. Take the under. Under for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's on me honestly for letting us talk about that game that long. That's a borderline hate crime. We let's go on to another game that's also you know this one is more funny because it's going to kick off a tradition that I will be very hot on this year, which is. Just fading UConn no matter how many points are at stake. And it's Fresno State minus 27.5 versus UConn. Take Fresno State. Take Fresno State. Is there any case in the universe to take UConn? No. 
Uh, I can't make one. UConn is one in six against the spread in their last eight years opening. They didn't play football last year, so that's why it's one in six in their last eight. Uh, They covered against UMass. Maybe they have fresh legs. Is that the case? (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Fresno State's actually a really good team to look out for the entire year. Uh, I think they can give Oregon a scare potentially next week if uh, they get off to a hot start here. Their quarterback, Jake Hayner, Washington transfer, led MDWC in passing yards last season. Uh, Ronnie Rivers, amazing running back. He'll be on playing on Sundays. Best wide receiver mm-hmm. core in the Mountain West as well. Fresno State's kind of legit. Like we need a little better offensive line play from Fresno, but UConn, uh, has not beaten a D1 team not named UMass since 2017. <laughs> and their margin of loss in that they stretch fucking own UMass, is terrible. They is fucking 40, own UMass. 48 points. Uh, they do kind of own UMass, which is sad. But it, this is just, it's a putrid, putrid football program. Um, I won't say they're cowardly for last year dropping out, but... We all thought it. What? Shut up. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm shut, not shut co-signing up. that shut statement. <laughs> not going to co-sign that about? one. I will, I will say, say pivoting I will here. say, it, and it was probably, I will say, if the, he was doing it, if, yeah. It wasn't COVID-related. They they did not play yeah, football if, because if of COVID. Because I'll say that. it was more like, well, these kids, maybe we'll still give them a scholarship and they only give, have to get their fucking ass kicked 11 weeks in a row, then that's kind of merciful. Uh, but yeah, no, it was nice of the school to keep them all. I on feel like the whole program at this point, it is basically like a charity. They're still giving Randy Edsall money. Ch- like they don't give a shit. They give, they, he gets a hundred thousand dollar bonus every game he win. No, every game he's winning at halftime, which I mean, it doesn't happen. So like that, it's like the, the ultimate, like, you know, you, you never, know have to I, do it, I do it. I do it. I do it for You're 50, buddy. I would. You wouldn't I would, I, if you were coaching I, I UConn. I, could, I could you couldn't if you were coaching UConn. Yeah, so I was saying is UConn football team is actually kind of interesting because it's the only team in the school that has a reverse Title IX issue because the UConn women's basketball team uh, sucks up so many resources that they actually have to field a football team to balance it out. God, gonna, tough crowd. I thought that joke was going to land. I don't know. I don't crowd. think that was. That's why I'm not well, here, I, one thing, one thing I'll say about that is it, it seemed way too real for one me to thing, laugh one at One thing I'll say about that is that's bait. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know. uh, Fresno State's Havoc production was Page last year, 23rd in the country, including all the Power Five, and they returned basically all of that. They sacked the opposing quarterback 11.2% of the time that they were doing a pass They were rush. good last year. <laughs> this is uh, going to be a good team. Honestly, honestly the Mountain West is – very decent, strong conference that better or worse than the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma. Way better. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. I disagree. Let's uh, um, let's move on to the next. Let's move on I to this. Let's, let's, yeah, let's Big just, Twelve loses let's Matt just, Campbell. That, let's just that go. Shit's let's over. just go right Sheets. to this. Uh, let's just talk about this New Mexico State UTEP game. It's New Mexico State plus ten. And and here's what I'll say. Uh, I, I I can't. This is another case where I can't imagine taking. New Mexico State with any amount of points, no matter who they're playing against. They were, what's your case here, Rayman? Rayman likes the plus 10. Capper is on UTEP, like like myself. Why do you like the plus 10 here, Rayman? Uh, it's, it's just too many points for me. So UTEP, they're not going to feel the need to run up the score to cover this game. 
UTEP, they, they want wins here. And I think at 10, you're looking at a situation where it's more likely than not to be backdoor covered, in my opinion. Uh, New Mexico State should have a better running attack this year. They got Michigan transfer running back Omari Samuels. He should be a star. Juwan Price actually wasn't terrible uh, the last time they played. So you have a bit of a one-two punch there for New Mexico State. Maybe that helps them keep it close. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think UTEP's a lot better. Uh, New Mexico State didn't play last year, so maybe the fresh legs for them? I don't know. Home dog. Everyone's on UTEP. Unfortunate look for Rainman here because they actually did. They were the only Division One team to play in the spring. They played two contests. Uh, and they lost to Division Two Tarleton <laughs> State, forty-three seventeen, and then uh, they had to score oh, no. sixteen points in the fourth quarter to beat the FCS new to FCS program Dixie State. They had to come back in the fourth quarter to beat them. So, uh, what are we thinking here? Do, are, so maybe we should uh, revise this. Well, I, I, it's just not good enough, right, okay. Capper? It's just not good enough. Closing thought: The reason why I like New Mexico State also is because. I mean, yes, they are dead last in the S&P plus whatever. That's fine. UTEP's not any better. They're 125 out of 130. I just think it's too many points when you're talking about two terrible teams. Um, the, the only question about this game is whether or not it's worth watching because it's the only primetime D1 matchup Saturday, and I will not watch it. That's the only thing that's It's called. On. It's called. It's called. Uh, that's a call. Capper Cap not going to watch down UTEP in, New Mexico State. Only the real ones will Write be. it down in Sharpie. Um, I actually probably will try to catch some Nick Starkle. Oh, he's uh, he's no longer asked, my dude. No, he's kind of legit now, my dude. I'm on, I'm on a San Jose State <laughs> over, my dude. Uh, um, I'm, I, dude we're in some Nick, Southern Utah late night. The, that, I mean, that the, could be actually worth watching a little bit. The Nick Starkle, uh, the Nick Starkle Tate Martell game coming up in November. Holy shit, is our podcast going to be all over that? We got to get cameos from both those fucking assholes. Um, Mountain West, man. Mountain West on the rise. You'll love to see it. Uh, let's go. By the way, Cameo's back next week. You can let us know if you have any special requests. We won't listen, but send us an email at bybwpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're a celebrity that wants to do a free Cameo, uh, you shouldn't do that. You probably need the money. Let's go next to uh, Hawaii at UCLA. The spread is 18 points. Uh, I mentioned on our previous spread uh, we talked season totals uh, in June. I like UCLA quite a bit this year. I think they could actually be a decent team in the Pac-12. Chip Kelly's fourth year. Uh, Capper, you're on Hawaii in the spot. Rain Man is on UCLA. Uh, UCLA, no, no, of course, on has LSU. I'm on you're on Hawaii? Yeah, I'm on and, Hawaii. And uh, Capper, you're also on Hawaii? Yeah, I, I don't feel super strongly. I actually like UCLA for the season. I think they'll be a pretty entertaining watch on offense all year. Um, 17, three scores, that's too much for me here. I think Hawaii's going to be decent this year. I don't know. I, I just like, I, I, it's Hawaii on the road. You like Siobhan? I like Siobhan. I, I like just, Siobhan. I, I've looked, uh, UCLA is returning a really good rushing offense, and I think that bodes really well in week zero against a, what should be a Charmin soft Hawaii team on the road. And UCLA also... They have a lot to play for, at least right now, because they have LSU next week. So this could be the rare week zero look-ahead spot, but it. I guess I'm looking at this game from the perspective of a UCLA player, which is 
This is a team heavily laden with seniors. They understand the yeah. system back to front. It's Chip Kelly's most important year. They have so much experience. And next week, if they beat LSU at home, they're they're here. They're a top twenty five program, all like that. So I like I think they might come out razor sharp in this one. So I I kind of like UCLA to, to smuggle. Uh, I like Hawaii. I, so I don't disagree with anything you said. I think UCLA is going to be very good this year. I think their offense is going to be amazing. Their defense is what might be what holds them back in the Pac twelve. Uh, six of them returning production, most of that on the offensive side of the ball. As you said, great running backs: Bertain Brown, Zach Chabonet, amazing. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is quarterback, not a bad runner himself. Uh, Cordero for Hawaii should be a decent dual threat in this game. He, he wasn't uh, I do, bad last year. I think they're going to hold some back. Chip Kelly's kind of a gamer. He's a schemer. He's not an old-school football guy in the tradition, like ground-and-pound sense. I think they're going to win this game, but they are. I, I do think this might be a look-ahead spot for LSU because that's such a big game for a team that might be able to hang with them this year that they're not going to run any of their patented Chip Kelly trick plays or anything like that, which, honestly, maybe that helps them. I don't know. I just don't think you're going to get the full UCLA offense. Hawaii, just too many points for a team that should be competent. Also, fun fact, um, UCLA has not won a non-conference game since Chip Kelly came aboard, which I know is, like, meaningless wow. for this game, but just an interesting stat. No, that's fast. It, that's three seasons, though. That's fucking... It's three well, seasons. Well, I guess last year doesn't... Yeah, they didn't Last have, year, they didn't last play non they didn't Two years. They didn't have any non-con in pack. Yeah. So, it's, it's two years. The uh, first sad. year doesn't count, as I just said with Scott Frost, so... I think I think this one's interesting because I think Hawaii's offense is good, but it's not the Hawaii offense you're used to. Like they just don't they're not a run and gun anymore. Like they're kind of a dink and dunk. Like Cordero had sixty three percent completion percentage last year, but he just did not complete long passes. Like they any completion, they were they were like one of the worst in the country for uh yards per completion. And I think they can move the ball enough, put up enough points to keep this game close. But they're not going to move it fast. They're not going to move it uh, with any explosiveness. So that kind of bodes well for a 17, 18-point spread to me. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. This this is a game I'm interested to watch. I, uh, I, I am high on UCLA this year, and I uh, I don't know. I think God, it, they, I think they could, they could be good. They I were, think it could be pretty decent. There were some heartbreakers for UCLA last year. Like, they were – they had all kinds of flashes throughout the year in that Pac-12 only schedule, but man, that USC game sticks out to me so much. They couldn't stop anything at, at uh, the end of that game. They just yeah. could not do anything on defense. It was embarrassing. I don't know. They I gave guess, up forty-eight uh, to Colorado is... in Week One last year. Yeah, over for this and game. Give credit. Give credit to Colorado. They were pretty good last year, but like, yeah, to me, it's just like a team that hasn't proven they can stop anyone. They had to outscore teams last year. They they scored over 34 points in every game but two. Um, that uh, It's a good offense. Where's the defense at? Yeah. I mean, that's really that's probably it. I mean, it might not matter, but... Uh, it might not this week, for sure. I, I guess, like... Let's uh let's close this out with 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 just maybe a little interesting teaser. This game is really th- this week is really a warm up in every sense. This is like We're a doing light- teasers. No, no, this is like I would love to give a teaser, but you you would not <laughs> want to take a teaser from me right now. Uh, next ten teams, week, ten team super. If you ten think point it, super, 
if you think you aren't getting a four-teamer next week, you got another fucking thing coming. Uh, but the, we got to talk. I want to talk real quick. Uh, Clemson, Georgia. Right now the spread is Clemson minus three. We're, of course, going to talk about all these games. I'm sure that's going to be a pick next week. But let's. Uh, it, it, this game is basically going to determine the fate of I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, the one-loss team can still make in. So this game doesn't matter at all, but it'll be really fun. Uh, which which team are you leaning towards? Uh, with the spread or without Georgia. it? With the spread. Georgia both. I'll take Georgia with the field goal. If it gets under a field goal, I'll probably be on Clemson. Interesting. You think that, Clemson? It's a great I, line. I think Clemson is the better team on paper. Uh, should have the better skill talent. Probably slightly better D-line, slightly worse defense other than the D-line. Uh, I like DJU a lot, even though I don't know if you could say that that's an edge. I have... People I have forget a... he's lost his only start. <laughs> was it his fault? I think that... <laughs> no, both, it wasn't. I, I think that both of these quarterbacks in this spot might end up getting, like... T- like pretty roasted. I think this is going to be a very, very low total in my opinion. At least I would go way under on this. I I tend to agree with you there. I think the Georgia defense is better overall. They've proven it. Um, better superstars, especially at the defensive back level. And I don't know. JT Daniels pretty good last year uh, to close out the year. I think he can hold his own. But it's just it's going to be super interesting if, if you think yeah if you think the defense is ahead, which probably they will be. Um, I think you have to lean Georgia. I think they got the best defense in the country. We'll definitely see. I know they're going to be without a Darnell Washington, who's just like the next big SEC tight end after Kyle Pitts. That guy is fucking sick. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's, I think, going to be an interesting loss because he, he would be a huge matchup issue. But like you are saying, it's a huge one, huge one for the dogs. God, it doesn't get any bigger. That's – I mean, God, if that was a week zero game, that would. Uh, oh, man, did you see that, that LSU is making people show their Vax card to enter the game? Uh, that's like the yeah, new. If, if you have a, a fake vaccine passport business set up in Baton Rouge, you're about to be a millionaire. I don't know. I got to say, imagine imagine being the fucking security guard standing between the Cajun yeah. yokel that's fucking high on meth and however many cases of beer they <laughs> drunk. And between them and the all game. All I'm thinking about is that, is that video where the security guard is doing the wand at the guy and just, he's just like, yep, go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Yep, you're in. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Nah. <laughs> we'll see man i gotta say just don't if I, kill me please if i'm picking if i'm placing odds on next site for a new variant the swamp would be like you know plus 275 it's up there for sure plus series five against the field which is the world uh <laughs> the tiger variant the tiger variant <laughs> tiger variant you got that t you got that t i got that yeah. t man go, go yeah. tiger the t- Go die. That's the, the, it makes your voice so muffled. You have to talk like at Orchard. You, you got that Coach O V. Imagine the Tiger variant makes you just talk like Coach Edo all the time. <laughs> oh, you doing the thing? No, no, no. I got COVID. The Edo version. Go Tigers! I can't breathe. Edo variant. 
Gotagas, give me the oxygen. Um, <laughs> yeah, too far. Too far? Sorry. Inject Ivermectin <laughs> into my veins. Go Tigers. 